Hey, it's Amy here. In this episode, I'm going to chat with you about what to do if you're feeling embarrassed or ashamed when you share your work. You might experience this when you share your products, your store, when you're showing people your art or your blog posts, maybe your website, or perhaps even the whole lot. I've been thinking a lot about how, in this scenario, the embarrassment could be a wonderful tool and opportunity. Perhaps it's trying to show you something. And what if you could dissolve those cringy shame feelings and use them to create something that you're proud of? Before we begin though, here's a disclaimer. For this post, we're assuming that you are showing your work to a kind and decent anti-racist human who is not manipulating or belittling you, who you feel safe to be around. If you're dealing with a narcissist or a racist, an abusive person, then that is a whole other issue that needs to be looked at first. If you sense that you're being manipulated and drained of your energy by certain individuals in your life, and you always seem to lose your power around them, it may be time to learn about narcissism because you will never feel good around these people. You'll never feel enough. And the rest of this post and everything else will not be useful to you until you're able to protect your energy and rebuild yourself. I have personally found Dr. Ramani's videos and her work very helpful. She's written several books on dealing with narcissists too. And also Dr. Christiane Northrup's book, Dodging Energy Vampires has been very helpful. Okay back to the broadcast. Off the top of my head, I can think of three reasons why we would feel embarrassed when we're showing our work. Number one, you're no longer feeling your work because you yourself are evolving and your work needs to evolve to catch up with you. Number two, you're not feeling safe to be yourself around people which may stem from trauma, childhood trauma, and actually, Michelle has just recorded a really raw and vulnerable episode all about feeling safe to be yourself. So if you're interested, definitely check that episode out. It's called Making It Safe to Be You. And number three, as we mentioned just now, you're dealing with manipulative people who work hard to make you feel less than magical. For this post, though, we're going to focus on number one you're no longer feeling the energy of your work because you personally have evolved and your work needs to evolve to catch up with you. Now, in all honesty, I am going through these feelings right now and I'm using them to help me figure out what to focus on next. So let me explain what I mean by that. Recently, I reached this long-term goal of mine to find a studio and move in and grow my business and make my art. Before that, I'd been typing away on a corner of my folding dining table, splattering inks on sheets of paper sprawled across my living room floor, and I'd been crouching next to my bed with my laptop precariously stacked on a pile of books. This went on for years. Finally now though, I have this amazing designated on-purpose place to work and it should feel great right yeah it does it does on the one hand 
But on the other hand, I am also feeling very, very uncomfortable. Why? Because being there is calling me to rethink and redesign how I'm showing up in my business and how I'm making my art every day. And that is heckin' scary. Every day that I go there, I am making decisions about who I want to be in this place and aligning my decisions with that new identity. For example, since we moved in a couple of weeks ago, I've probably been asked the question, so what do you do about 20 times? My answer now is, oh, you know, I do, well, they don't know, but I start with that. You know, I do meditative painting, I collaborate with my business partner, Michelle, and we help women tap into their zone of genius with planners, courses, and templates. And I also make my own planners to help messy creatives, myself, focus on their dreams. And I have an Etsy store where I sell all of those things. Side note, there was a time a few years back when that question, that dreaded question, what do you do? It would have filled me with dread, but not today. No, I had prepared my answer ahead of time and I was proud of myself for being able to reel it off smoothly. Confidence level, pretty decent. That was until Natasha, our super friendly building manager, responded with, oh cool, can I see your shop? Oh, yeah, sure. I got out my phone clicked open the Etsy app and began explaining. Well, I have these habit trackers and these productivity planners, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. At this point, I found myself hoping that she wouldn't see certain things in my store. I started to feel embarrassed and wanted nothing more than to click out of the app and change the subject altogether. Have you ever done that? But then, I remembered my good old digital planner, the one that I'd poured my heart and soul into earlier this year and that helped me transform my Etsy store. I decided not to change the subject and to continue telling her about it. I also have these digital planners. This one is all about bringing your ideas to life by getting a few things done a day, one to three things. It's got tabs, just like a physical planner but it lives on your tablet so you can use all the colors. I even created all this artwork for it and I've been using it to finish my projects personally. Did you sense the shift there? Totally different energy. When I was scrolling through my products, there were certain items that I just hoped she wouldn't see altogether and then others that I was like, let me show you this. Some items that felt good, others clutter. Can you relate? Maybe you're resisting showing off your new membership sales page or you've made a course but you've not told anybody about it. Maybe you've recorded a series of podcasts and not shared it. Why not? Think about that, keep that in the back of your mind, but let's keep going for now. So after Natasha left, I could feel some old patterns tugging at me. The pattern of shaming and berating myself for not being good enough. But whenever I let myself slip into that old pattern, it just makes me feel like total crap. And tell me, what do you do 
when you feel like total crap. Maybe you hide. I know I stop moving my body. I tend to spend money to feel better. Do you binge on Netflix or pizza? Well, we certainly don't do our best work or show up as the fullest expression of ourselves. Thankfully now though, even though I'm not perfect, I am practicing snapping out of shame and self-abuse as soon as I catch it. In the last quarter of our coaching program, The Magic Is You, formerly known as the SOS Club, we focused on stepping into our higher selves by making decisions that reflect our beautiful, bright futures. And it was such a game changer for so many of the women in the group and also for Michelle and I. Stepping into our higher selves starts with knowing, practicing knowing and telling ourselves that we are more than good enough. We are magical and we have genius to tap into. In higher self mode, all the emotions that we're feeling, all the thoughts that we're thinking are filtered through that knowing first. And all decisions are made from that magical place of enoughness. So when things don't feel quite right, our higher selves don't bash us. They find opportunities to transform. So in this particular scenario, in the studio, my higher self said to me, the things you create are enough. But those other products aren't really aligned with you anymore. Those morning routine planners that you didn't want Natasha to see, they have served you well and they were perfect for you a couple of years ago, but as of right now, we're not really into that energy anymore. The energy of creativity, the energy of practice and self-discovery, more of that, please. Now here is something for you to think about. If you're showing your work and feeling embarrassed about it, what if the role of that feeling isn't to show you how not good enough you are, but it's actually a cue that it's time for you to move on. Time for you to get aligned with what feels really good to you right now and create stuff that reflects that energy. It might be saying, this just isn't you anymore. Time to be even truer to yourself. What if we tweaked a little in that direction? Now let's pause for a moment and take a look at the common advice that we're given around sharing your work. Because if we don't look at this, it will just get in the way. For ages now, I had been trying to apply the advice, just get yourself out there, push through it, believe in yourself, show your work anyway. You are not putting yourself out there because you're giving in to fear. Ignore the fear. You are never gonna feel like it. Do it anyway. Fake it until you make it. This advice failed me in two particular ways that come to mind right now. And you can let me know if you can relate to any of this too. First, an example from my own life of trying to push through, ignore the fear. You're not gonna feel like it, fake it. I was entering my final year of fashion school and I was not in a great place. I'd lost sight of what excited me after working at numerous fashion houses that year and pretty much hating it. I'd also lost a sense of my own unique style. I had loved color and pattern, experimental cuts and silliness, and I'd traded all of that in for strict, minimal, and gray, apart from a sliver of fuchsia that managed to survive all the cuts. Now don't get me wrong, minimal and gray is perfect if it feels right for you, but it was me pretending to be someone else. I pushed through, 
barely managing my time and energy whilst struggling with an eating disorder, which in hindsight was a clear sign actually that things were very, very off, but I ignored it. Even though my intuition was saying, pause. Now, if I'd let my intuition speak, she likely would have said something like, take time out, recover, realign, get re-inspired. You don't have to push through on this designated timeline. But instead, I dragged myself through a miserable year and I made this rigid collection that I, I hated. It didn't have any joyful color pattern and I just, I couldn't even see myself in it. I had almost completely disconnected from myself because I was trying to override my feelings and my inner knowing. So it won't be a surprise to you then that I did not want to share this collection with the world. I was ashamed of it. And even so, I ignored that feeling too, because I was getting really good at ignoring myself, dragging myself through several fashion shows, photo shoots, websites all the while unable to shake that off feeling. It was frankly a slog. And in the end, I ditched fashion, not a story of joyful, sustainable success. I learned that faking it till you make it is just so draining. And it doesn't even guarantee that you will get to your truth. Especially if you're faking believing in your work. And following that advice, you might manage to push through, just like I did, but then what? You are probably gonna be left feeling the way you did before, maybe even worse. Maybe, like in my example, something about the work just doesn't feel right, but you've been, been ignoring your intuition. And by this point, you'll have invested so much unnecessary energy into forcing yourself to present work that doesn't feel like you. So, that's the first way the advice, get yourself out there, fake it till you make it, has failed us. The second way is that it is not nearly nuanced enough to cater to your personal complex experiences and trauma. At some point early in life, you may have learned that it wasn't safe to be seen, heard, or to express yourself, or even to exist in your own skin, especially if you're a person of color. In this case, pushing through the pain and fear to force yourself to show your work without first acknowledging that there are real structural systemic forces and without doing the inner healing, all this forcing may just be triggering PTSD, causing anxiety or depression, and sapping you of your energy, leaving you feeling like you're not good at anything. But that's not true. Your inner healing comes first. Now, let's say we decided to ignore that limiting, pervasive, traditional advice and decide to listen instead to ourselves and our inner knowing. Imagine for a moment the future where your higher self has created everything you want. And I mean unapologetically, whatever you want. Even the things that you're afraid to say out loud. And your life feels however you want it to feel. Maybe it feels harmonious, Maybe it feels exciting, inspiring. Maybe it feels cozy, whatever you want. You're not slogging anymore. There's a flow to your life and you've got energy. You don't have to work super hard for that energy anymore because 
you're not faking anything. You're able to fully express yourself and you love the things that you've created. So you share them with the world, the right people come into your space, your contribution is making a difference and it nourishes people. Think about that for a moment, really feel it. Now, what if you accepted that that future is your truth? Then the important question becomes, how can you begin to align your present with that future? How? How can we begin to align our present with that future? How can you begin to heal yourself of your past traumas and realign to what feels good to you right now? And how can you create your future today from a place of knowing that you're more than enough? This is what Michelle and I have realized is the essence of stepping into our higher selves. What if in the embarrassment, we're actually identifying a disconnect between who we are presenting to the world right now and who we are meant to become. And that if we carry on in this direction, we're not gonna quite make it where we wanna go. So in that disconnect, there is a huge opportunity knocking. It's calling us to use our magic to create something that is truer to ourselves. You see, the more we try to fit in or be someone else that we're not, the more we ignore our inner voice that says, this doesn't feel right, we're upholding all the lies of the racist patriarchy that says, you can't be yourself. You don't deserve to be here. You don't deserve to be safe or to reach the fullest expression of you. So you reclaiming space, you expressing yourself, if you're in a position to do so, that, I believe, is activism. That is healing. Now, I acknowledge that for many people, to be seen and heard and to dare to express yourself means your safety could be taken from you and your very life could even be at risk. But for those of us who now have this privilege to express ourselves and to maintain our safety, and it is a privilege, Know that each time you express your truth, you are reclaiming your right to be who you are, your right to be safe, your right to dignity, to live as you want, and to also support marginalized people who don't have that same privilege right now. And of course, that is for you to discern. We get to decide if we want to hide away, pretending that we are not good enough, or if we want to put our higher self shoes on engage with the opportunity, say yes to it, and dance our way to a joyful version of success that feels perfect for us. It might not look the same for everybody, it won't look the same for everybody, but something that feels right for you. One more tiny little reminder, in case like me, you have old unhelpful patterns rise up from time to time. This is not a call to reject everything you've done before and to bash your past self. She did what she needed to do at the time and she created the perfect puzzle pieces for that moment. As Michelle always says, it's about understanding that we are on a complex personal development journey where we get to constantly tweak and realign and that's because we're complex evolving humans. Of course, you're going to change your mind, your perspectives are going to change, your interests will change, and your work is going to have to change too to catch up with you. So your life could look totally different year to year. 
That doesn't mean you're unfocused. It means you're human and you're interesting and you're evolving. So let's finish up with a little challenge for you. This week, can you notice, can you begin to locate the parts in your work, in your shop, your business, maybe even your home, that you keep wanting to hide away? You don't want to show people. You don't want to talk about it and you feel uncomfortable sharing it. How could you tweak one thing to feel more like your true self and reflect where you're headed? And could you put some energy into that thing today? That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. We are looking forward to seeing those jaw-dropping befores and afters. I love a good before and after. And celebrating how far we have all come. 